everyone. Welcome back to My Solo Road. My name is Sydney. I live in a van. This is my podcast. I'm thinking about bringing that intro back. I feel like it did me well. No? Okay, well, few things. First of all, I'm sitting in Montana currently. It's literally blazing hot everywhere I go, which is also the reason behind the lack of podcasts lately. So I want to just start right off the bat and apologize for that. But because it's so hot during the day, I can only record at like 10 p.m., which it is right now, because I have to roll up the windows and turn the vent fan off, which cool the van down by like 10 or 15 degrees. And I can't do that during the day because then like I would sweat it out, but I just don't want my dogs to get that hot. You know what I mean? So yeah, anyways, it's 10 p.m. We're doing it now. I'm going to get a hotel room though, probably sometime next week. And I might get it for like two nights so that I have that 24 hour, like one day where I'm just there the entire day. And I'm going to schedule as many interviews with as many people that day as possible. So then I can just have some like bulk episodes that I'm recording in air conditioning because that sounds lovely right now. Moving along though, I recently posted on Instagram or like shared on my story the whole coffee situation. It was the first time I let everyone in on our secret and I got to show the bag design, the front, the sides. Wait, I think on Instagram I only showed the bag and then in my Facebook group I showed the front, the sides, and the back. If you're not a part of the Facebook group, please join. Oh, speaking of the Facebook group, today actually there was a specific post in which I will not name. If you know, you know. If you don't know, be happy that you don't know. There was a post that got a little controversial in the comments. And then because the post itself was controversial, people got super angry and like disturbing and aggressive and like slightly violent in the comment section. First time that's happened, lesson learned. To be perfectly honest, I go through and approve every single post. So nothing is even shown Like once it's posted, comments can roll through and I don't see any of those comments. And the post that I approved, I specifically looked at and I was like, this looks sketch. Don't know how it's gonna go over. But if you know what I'm talking about, it could have been controversial, but it also could have been controversial had I spoken to this person ahead of time because I didn't wanna make any assumptions because then I would have looked bad for her. I didn't want to be rude to this person. But then after everybody kind of started arguing, I kind of got different perspectives. And then I realized I needed to delete the post altogether. And anyone who was like being violent or aggressive in any way was completely removed from the group. The point is, a lot of you are in the Facebook group, just wanted to apologize if you saw that. Not going to happen again. I will just look stupid if I do. And I'm going to talk one-on-one with a person before approving what could be a controversial post period. End of story. I am getting this smell right now. So I also want to talk about, (laughs) I want to talk about that. Can you tell I haven't, you know, we haven't chatted in a while because I'm ramped up. I'm also, because it's 10 PM and I'm recording, I am drinking like my third or fourth coffee for the day. It's not good, but it's also delightful. The cows I've been sharing on my story. So they just appeared at my campsite. I've been here for several days. They were not here and now they're here. It did not go over well with the dogs. Nothing happened because, I mean, it's understandable. A lot of people are not really around cows very much, but they're actually terrified of humans and of dogs. Like, 
That's the point of herding dogs. Like a specific type of dog is specifically to herd them. And cows are typically just afraid of dogs, like a barking dog. Or even when I would go to approach them, they literally like scatter and run in different directions, which is also sad because they're scared of humans for like a reason. But we don't need to get into that. The point is like four or five of them took the most massive shits I've ever seen in my life, right? Like almost like claiming their territory because it's the, these, these poops are not two feet from my van. They literally were, because I came into my van to do the podcast as I'm setting up, the cows are literally surrounding my van. I think it was confusing them. And now that the humans and the dogs were like, you know, in the van, I said humans and I already know someone's going to come at me. I am by myself. There's only one human chill, but because there was no threat now, they just kind of like got that close to the van and I started smelling it. And then I opened up the doors and there's literally just poop surrounding my van. So that's what I'm smelling right now. And it's not good, but that's all of my bullet points for our intro today. Grab your drink. We are going to be talking about going into van life and how to do that. Since starting TikTok, I swear to God, I'm not going to keep talking about TikTok. It's just kind of exciting. It's honestly just fun. It is hyped up for a reason. So don't download it if you haven't already. But since starting like making videos and stuff on that app, I've just had a lot of people be like, I really want to do this. How do I do it? How do I do that? I've kind of realized recently that my go-to answer is really not inclusive at all because I really base it off of my personality. So anytime someone comes to me and they're just like, how do I do it? I'm like, well, you're either going to do it or you're not. So just kind of go for it. And I've come to realize lately, I'm like, okay, well, a lot of people are not the type of people to just see a van, buy it, and move into it, you know? I felt like in the weirdest, kind of stupidest way, it was like my calling. Like, I genuinely, I felt a magnetic pull towards this lifestyle in a way in which I have never felt. So I understand that not everyone's going to feel that now. And before I was like, you're just going to do it. We just, what do you, what do you mean how to do it? You buy a van. That's just a really uneducated and ignorant answer. So I'm changing it up. We're going to do a whole episode on how the like proper steps to take to get into van life. If you are nervous or apprehensive, it is okay. A lot of people feel that way. And I don't want anyone to ever hear what I've said or what others say and be like, well, I guess if I was meant to live in a van, I would just know it was the answer because maybe you don't. And that's totally fine. Like there's hundreds of people who have felt that way and have asked me about it. So I know there's far more than even that that exists. So anyways, we're going to take proper steps. Step one, two, three, four, and down the line. I think I have like 14 written out, but some of them are very short. So don't worry. But yeah, so if you want to do van life and you just don't know where to begin because it's incredibly overwhelming, there's so many things to know and to learn and to research. I'm going to try to help you with that today. So grab your drink. I'm going to have iced coffee because I'm finishing off this drink. And I just didn't buy wine last time I was at the grocery store. I know very out of character for me, but I didn't. So I don't even have wine to drink, but considering it's now 1020, yeah, I, you'd lose me quickly if I was having wine. So it's a good thing I've got this coffee, grab your drink, and I will see you back here. You know what time it is. It is time to talk about therapy. 
Whoa, Pearl. She's always hitting the mic right when I want to talk about BetterHelp. My goodness. Yes, if you don't know, if you're new to the podcast, we like therapy over here and we're mental health advocates. We love talking all things mental health, even when we're not doing so good. Listen to a couple of my last podcasts. But thankfully, I've been in therapy throughout the entire process and it definitely gets me to dig myself out of that hole a lot faster. So if you don't know what BetterHelp is, it is an online counseling platform where all you have to do is download an app. It also has a website, which is probably easier to like do the whole sign up situation. But once you have it, download the app. This is what I do at least. And then every week I just schedule a therapy session with my counselor and we talk for an hour and it's incredibly easy. If you don't match well with your counselor right off the bat, don't worry. That is very common in therapy that you have to try one or two in order to kind of get one that you think you really vibe with. So do not be afraid if your first one, you're not in love with them. You can, with one click of a button, change to a different counselor and hopefully your second one will work out phenomenally. I got very lucky and I think BetterHelp does a really good job at like questioning you kind of on what you're looking for. So hopefully the first one does work out. Mine did and I love of my counselor. So if you want to sign up with BetterHelp, you can join over 1 million people prioritizing their mental health today. It's also highly budget friendly on like the scale of therapy. It's much cheaper than going typically to like an in-person therapist. But yeah, join over a million people prioritizing mental health. Use the code betterhelp.com slash divine and then use code divine. So you're going to the website betterhelp.com slash divine. Use code divine. I feel like I said that wrong the first time, but you get it. Okay, moving on to van life. How to van life. Okay, shake out our shoulders here. I'm already sweating. I'm not gonna lie. And why is it so late and honestly still this hot? And I'm about as far north as one can be. I mean, I'm in freaking Montana. I just do not understand. I am going to the mountains soon. So Lord be with me. Hopefully that is freaking cooler up there. Okay. Step number one, decide if this is a dream because we've all dreamed of van life, right? That you want to actually change into a goal. Do you want this to be a goal that we set and we get to and there is a day in which we achieve that goal? Or is this just something for you to look at and think it looks nice and wish I could, but you know, there's a million things, which by the way, we've all had, but is it just something that you want to see on social media and kind of fantasize about? Or is it something that you legitimately want to set in place as a goal and you're going to go after it? That's step one. Which one is it? Dream or goal? If it's a goal, step two, immediately start saving your money. You're going to need money for this. I know that's fairly obvious, but people always ask, how did you pay for all of this? And I'm like, well, I paid with money. And how I got that money is by saving literally every last dollar. I stopped getting coffee from you know, out like outside places. I started making my own. I stopped going out. I sold literally every single clothing item that I could or that I did not wear. I completely sold my furniture. Like I had a two bedroom apartment in Chicago. One bedroom was my roommates, but I basically had furnished like the kitchen, the living room, like TV area, my bedroom. I sold every single thing I possibly could. Obviously, 
you do this in increments. Like, you downsize first clothes that you don't need, right? And then at the same time, you can easily do the coffee and the food thing. But maybe once your lease is getting closer, you one by one start selling your furniture, stuff like that. Have a bank account specifically set for your van life stuff and do a little bit of research as to what which banks have the best like rates and stuff for savings or whatever kind of account you want to do for this. I don't know anything about that, so you're going to need to talk to somebody else, but different kinds of accounts can do much better things for you. So, look into that, but start saving your money. That is step 2. Like it's critical. I mean, you just you're going to need money. And so that is ultimately what's going to reinforce the fact that like this is a goal now. It's not just a dream and you actually have to take steps to get there. So there's that. Number three, because it's a goal, we need a timeline. So it's okay to veer away from that timeline. Everyone in the history of van building has taken longer for their conversion than we originally thought. It's just what happens. But the timeline is what is important. It gives your brain and just changes your mindset into thinking like, okay, this is the next step. This is the next step. This is the next step. I mean, I know I'm not alone in the fact that like when I get a nice fancy planner from Target or wherever, I plan my life away. I spend like I spend three work days worth of just planning the next three months of my life. So get a planner, get whatever you need, but set a timeline Like I said, even if you end up veering away from it, that's okay. But the timeline will visually show you like what's next, what's next, what's next. Set a timeline. Number four, start your research and mentally prepare for more homework than you've ever had in your entire life. It's not easy. You you are going to be researching what kind of vans to get, uh, what kind of build do you want, the layout, every appliance. Every, if you've built a home, then you know how hard it is. You just have to make so many decisions, even if you have a builder. Like, regardless, there's so many decisions, and that's just the build itself and, like, the vehicle that you'll be in. Then there's all things living on the road. How am I going to stay safe? How do I find overnight parking? All questions, by the way, side note, answered in this podcast and all over my website. But there's so many things to be answered. So just mentally prepare yourself for a ton of homework and start that research. Every time a question pops in your head, write it down. And when you have some free time, find the answer. And as much as I love you guys, and I love talking to you and connecting with you. That's why I've tried to create as many like avenues to do so as possible. But get out of my DMs with those kinds of questions. You can find them on your own. There's so much like I did not DM anybody. I'm saying this kind of rudely and I really don't mean to, but I didn't DM someone and ask them for the secret code to get me to live in a van. Like, no, I I worked really, really hard at making this a reality for myself. And that includes not just thinking that one person can give you some answer. And, you know, that's just how it works. Like, obviously, you can get one small answer from someone. But what I'm saying is, like, use Google. Use your research skills. It's 2020. Find it on your own because there's going to be so many questions that someone cannot answer. So you might as like it's opinion type things. Ask away. Hey, I realized you have a fixed bed. I'm considering doing that. Do you like it? That's something to ask someone. But just saying, hey, how do people find overnight parking? Like 
there's hundreds of us that have worked very hard on putting those resources out into the world so that you can find them on your own. And it's also just a lot more, like, gratifying when you do it on your own. At least that's just how I feel. When you can find stuff on your own, you also can kind of determine, well, I read these four blog posts and I like this piece from that one and this piece from that one. And then you get to kind of form your own opinion as an adult and go with that. I hope that doesn't sound super aggressive. I'm just saying research is fun. Once you start and like, especially considering it's van life, it's your dream that you're turning into a goal. It's, it's amazing. It's so much fun. You should love researching this stuff. And even though we all like getting questions and stuff in our DMs, it's, I can't answer all of them. So then the question just goes unanswered and I feel guilty. And I don't know if you have ever, if you, if you got the answer. So just start with somebody's website, obviously mine first. No, go to anybody's and figure out if you like what they have to say or if you agree and whatever. Move on. That's my point. Okay, so I kind of cheated. Number five, I have begin selling your stuff. Downsizing is never a bad idea anyway, but we already went over that. I did include it and immediately start saving, but you can be doing this obviously from day one. As as soon as you figure out that this is a thing you're going to go through with, you start saving, start selling your stuff. I mean, you're also, like, the more you downsize, I think this is why I wrote it there, but the more you downsize, the more it kind of feels like you have to do this. And it, that's not true. You never, ever have to live in a van. But when you, like, the, the last two or three weeks I was in my apartment, we didn't have a couch or a TV or an entertainment center thing. And so it was, it, it felt more like, okay, well, I kind of have to do this, you know? Like, the more you sell your stuff and you downsize, the less stuff you feel you have. And I I don't know, that adds a little bit of like healthy pressure to the situation. Also, it feels great. You don't need all of that crap. And I've never heard someone say that they became a little bit more like minimalistic or they downsized a lot of their stuff and that they regretted it. Everybody always thinks they can like breathe lighter. And I I don't know, it's it's very freeing. Okay, step six. I don't know if there's ATVs going by this late at night, if there's airplanes going over my head. Something is incredibly loud. But number six, are you going to build the van by yourself or have builders? You do need to nail this down at some point. I know people who have been like halfway through their build and then they realize they just don't have the skills to finish it. And then a lot of the times when that happens, they then go to builders and the builders have to redo a lot of what they did. So just avoid that from the beginning. If you want to DIY it, it's obviously so much more budget friendly and you absolutely can do that. It will just take you more research. That's perfectly fine. But you do need to figure out which one you want to go with. And I don't recommend doing like half the build yourself and then letting builders do the other half. I have talked about before, like I don't think it's a bad idea to do a lot of research about what type of insulation you want or a few of the like maybe easier components of a build and then do that yourself because you can save a lot of labor that way. But when it comes to electrical, do not do the electrical yourself if you have absolutely no experience with it. And if you're nervous, like if you are not really eager to learn an electrical setup, it just makes me nervous. Some people might disagree with me on this and say anybody can learn. It just makes me nervous to tell anyone to set up their own electrical system because it's like, I mean, it's freaking electricity, you know, it could be dangerous. So anyway, point being, figure out, do you want builders? If so, it's going to cost more. So you'll have more to save. Or do you want to DIY? And then you'll just have a little bit more on your plate work-wise. 
but you'll save a ton of money and you'll know all functioning parts of your van. For anybody new here, I did not DIY. I had builders. They're now van builders, but at the time they were my dad's two good friends. And before you ask, and I say this with all the love in my heart, can you tell? I do not recommend them anymore. So they built a beautiful van, but that is it. Number seven, whether you're going to build it yourself or have builders, slowly start investing small things into like your van. Essentially, when I realized I wanted just a portable toilet, it's $75 and I just went out and bought it one day. And wherever you are living or staying while your van is either being built or you're building it, the more that you're investing kind of into this project, the more it feels, again, like a bit of a healthy pressure. Like, you're moving in the right direction. You're moving forward. Now you have different decor. Like, I think the first thing I ever bought for my van was, like, the string lights that you see people hanging up. I don't even ever hang them in this van, but I did my first van. And even just having those string lights, I just remember thinking, this is my first item for my dream van. Like I was just so excited to, I could picture them in my head, you know? And so all the little things that you can buy that way, a candle that you really want to burn in your van when it's done, all of these small little things start to add to the reality of the fact that you'll be able to light that candle one day in your van. And so just do small things like that. And it really does help you just continue to like march forward in this process that is quite long. Next step, it's a big one and I'm nervous for you. You got to figure out what van you want. And not only that, I'm not doing any like half steps here, okay? You got to buy it. That's step eight. Figure out what van you want and buy that sucker, okay? We've now invested in some of our smaller things. We've done research. We've done everything. We've saved up our money. You've done all of the things. Now you have to buy the van in which you will live in. It's intimidating, and I think this is the step where a lot of people stop because you just don't want to invest in this thing. Well, the good news is you can sell it. You Like, people always act like it's kind of a, like, live or die, and it's just not. Like, you can sell the van. What if, worst case scenario, you lose maximum a couple thousand dollars. Yes, I know. That's a lot of money and it's very scary. It will not ruin your life though. Like if you buy a van and anything goes wrong or even if you live in it for a year and then you can't make work or you can't find remote work and you just, you're not a failure. Nothing. You, you did it. Even if midway through you, you buy the van, you build it out halfway, you find out you're pregnant. You and your partner can't live van life anymore. Like, at least you choose not to. I guess I shouldn't say you can't because you can still do it with a baby, but you're still not a failure. It's fine. You did it. But like, you can just sell the van. It's not going to ruin your life. Swear to God, nothing is going to happen to you where buying a van will have ruined your life. It is going to be okay. I assure you. So buy it. That's step eight. You have no choice. To live in a van, you have to have a van. It's a big step. Now that we had a very large step, we're going to take a very small one. Now that you have the van, this is kind of the time where if you have builders, you will drop it off with your builders. And if you have builders, if I can give any advice, it's to stay as active with the build as possible, even if they do find you a little annoying. I know no builder is going to like me saying this, but 
I don't really like when I've had a I've experienced a lot of friends and other people who are kept in the dark for most of their build and then when they get their van they have so many questions and they don't even know what fridge is in their van or what this is in their van and you should be asking as many questions as possible. It is a big deal. So you should make sure that they're staying on top of things, that you're talking to them frequently. Oh my god, I can smell that cow shit. So oh my god. I honestly can't even believe it. I'm so sorry. It just overwhelmed me in that moment. And it is still happening. But I think now that I'm smelling it, I'm going to power through. I don't, I, I really don't even remember what I was saying, but I, I think I was wrapping up my points. If you're not dropping it off with a builder though, this is when you're going to start actually taking those steps to build. You now know exactly how you want to insulate. You know maybe how you want your electrical system, your layout, things like that. You've done the research and it's time to start building. I also know a girl, acquaintance, I would say, good, decent friend. I don't know her super well, but she has been building her van for like a year and a half, like has full intentions of living in it. She's works remotely already, but it's taken her because she works like 40 or 50 hours a week. She works a typical work week. And so she only gets to work on it at some time, some days in the evenings after work and then weekends. So she's putting in as many hours as possible, but it's taking her a year and a half. And that's totally fine. That's her goal. And that's like her timeline. Your timeline is going to look completely different. Step 10, take it day by day. Do not look at this project. If especially this goes to the people who are building it themselves, do not look at this as like empty canvas versus what I see on Instagram. Like, no, you have to take it one small step at a time. What needs to get done that particular day? Don't think, like, only think of it as insulation. And then the next step, only think of it as this one upper cabinet and then this bench, like random things like that, you know, just try and think smaller when it comes to building the van because it's just going to get really overwhelming And if you're prone to anxiety, you're going to have a lot of it during the build if you think of things like big picture. So the build is really the time to kind of keep your head down and just stay focused on the task at hand and not the overwhelming giant project that you're facing. You know what I mean? Like it's two completely different perspectives and it will definitely change how much you enjoy the process of building. I'm a little nervous to say step 11 because I do feel like if I haven't scared away some people yet, it's going to come now. And I don't, I don't want to at all because like this can be done. You see hundreds, thousands, not hundreds of thousands. Maybe that's true though. I don't know. Tons of people are doing this. So there is no reason that so many people are doing this and you cannot do this. You, in whatever life circumstances that you have going on, can likely do this. I'm not going to assume, because I don't know everybody's circumstances, but a lot of people can at some point do this. Obviously, there's a million different factors, but even if it takes you years, you likely can do it. I'm not going to say definitively, but likely. So step 11 is to find remote work. I do suggest doing this research before and during your build and not doing what I did, which was in the first van when I was with my ex-partner, we we really just lived off of savings for the first couple months. And like the whole time that I was with him in that van, we just were not very proactive about 
doing remote work because we had this savings account and we were just living as like cheap as possible. And eventually I did start my blog. And then once I kind of you got stuck and fixated on this project of blogging, I kind of became obsessed with it. And then once we broke up and I started the process of getting this van, building it out and all of that, I was just completely obsessed with my blog and like trying to turn that into as much income as possible. And by the time I moved into this van, I was making enough money on my website to stay afloat. And then now I do Instagram, my podcast, both of those are sometimes monetized. I don't do ads very frequently on Instagram and I only do like every other week, I think, on the podcast. And then uh, my website is still generating income. And then I freelance doing, Lord knows, several things, writing, proofreading, anything. People ask me to do random stuff all the time. I also like photograph various products for different brands sometimes. These all these things just kind of pop up. The more you get involved in the community and just freelance work in general, I used to always hear people say like, well, my, I have a client and then this client recommended this client. And I was like, what the hell does that even mean? Like, how'd you get the first one? And all I can say is that the more you try and the more you do and the more proactive you are about things, it will start happening. Because I still, like, now I'm the one saying it and I'm like, I, it is difficult to explain. Just go after it. Put yourself out there. Start doing whatever you can do to be remote. Me and Brie, Brie and I, hello, we did an entire episode on as many rem remote work jobs as possible. So I'm not going to go into all of them now. I've also been getting asked what I do for money. So I like kind of threw that in there just because, but most of you probably already know. Anyways, that's what I do. Find remote work. That's this step. Even if it's your job that you have already and you just do it remotely. I also have a friend who does that. There's all kinds of things that you can do, but it's time to figure it out. Step 12. Okay, I was far too generous on just like making steps for no reason. Step 12 is start working on that right now. Okay, I literally just said that. Step 13. I'm also not trying to go so fast. I know this episode's going, well, A, I'm talking at the speed of light. That's because it's hot and I want to turn my vent fan on so bad. So I'm sorry this is going to be a shorter episode. Like I said, I'm going to get fancy and get a hotel soon and we'll have all the time in the world to sit down and talk. But Right now, it just, it ain't it. But at the same time, I, I do want you to know I'm enjoying this. I don't want you to think I'm not. Um, okay, step 13. We only have one after this. When you feel like it's all too hard, I'm just reading this step because it's a paragraph. Look at the amount of people who have done it. My God, I really just nailed this earlier. I'm killing it on getting ahead of myself. Some of them might have had it easier, but some of them also had it much harder. So it goes both ways. What I'm saying is, I literally typed that. What I'm saying is, it's entirely possible for you to do this. I mean, she's not wrong, you know, whoever wrote this. I'm <laughs> kidding. Someone's gonna be like, who wrote that? Yeah, that was me yesterday. Last night, actually, at like 11 when I couldn't sleep, I wrote out the notes for today's. But it's true. I guess I can kind of go into that a teensy bit again. Truly, there are people on the road who have had more difficult circumstances than you and people who have had easier circumstances than you, and they're making it work. I did have that one woman reach out, and I've spoke about her one time before this, just about how it's not always safe for everyone to live in a van, especially if we're talking other countries. And I often get wrapped up in the United States and the measures that like, like the fact that we have so much public land that we can camp on for almost the most part, I would say safely. And there's a lot less danger and risk 
to do it in the United States. I'm not saying there is no danger and no risk. I'm just saying some other countries, it wouldn't be safe to be doing what I am doing. And I do want to acknowledge that. So it's not a hundred percent for everyone. But what I am saying is that a lot of people come to me with good excuses, but they're still excuses. And I'm really speaking to those people who, you know, you're married or you have a child. There are so many ways around this. If you don't think full-time van life is for you, you can very much do it part-time and just kind of be like an adventurer. And you can bring your kid or kids out in the van. Like It's an amazing lifestyle to get them, you you know, used to because they're going to be exploring. They're going to be outside. They are going to be meeting different people from different places, even if you are just staying in the United States. So anyways, my point is, a lot of people can do this that kind of like to give themselves reasons as to why they cannot. So you're the ones I'm talking to. Get it together. Make your dream a goal and do it. That probably sounded annoying. But step 14, we have come to the conclusion. It's the best step of all of them. You hit the road. Maybe for a week at first, just see how it feels. Test the waters. What needs to be fixed? You can even include this in your timeline instead of saying, I'm going to be full-time the day that my van is done, which is also a great option, but maybe you say, I'm going to go full-time a month after my van is done or two months after my van is done, and you can spend that time. You can, from the very beginning, go into it knowing, okay, well, I'm the first two months, I'm just going to be testing various things, making sure I like this or I don't like that or, you know... I can find overnight parking or I feel safe at these places. Maybe for the first couple weeks you stay at paid campgrounds just to get used to even sleeping in a car. Yeah, you just, you don't have to go right after it. I did do that and I know some people who have, but you don't have to. Do not feel pressured to. And that's pretty much everything. I mean, I hope that does help. I know some of it's obvious, but I think I guess the real point of today's episode, just forget everything I just said. No, I think the real point and what I want you to take away from it is that this large project and thing where you just see the end result on Instagram or other social medias can be broken down into very small steps or some big steps and and that makes it, it makes it doable. It makes it actionable. It makes you know, okay, you just mark this one thing off your list and then the next thing and the next thing. Instead of just being so overwhelmed that you don't even want to get started, you just need to break it down into pieces and then do as much as possible whenever you can. And like I said, the timeline at the beginning is such a crucial step because even if you don't line up with it exactly, you will always be working towards that next thing on your timeline visually. Like, it's important for you to be able to see on paper what what is next and how you can get there. So, try out, like, these different things. I know a lot of people want to start van life or even people that, you know, some of you guys listen to this and you have no interest in van life and bless you. (laughs) I love that. That makes me so happy. But maybe you know someone who wants to start van life or you will meet them and you can kind of refer them to this because that is the point. You know, I think that these steps are good and they're very helpful and it is literally what you're gonna have to do if you want to live in a van but the genuine point here is break it down into smaller pieces so you don't feel so overwhelmed and that you're looking at this much bigger thing that's the point that's all i'm trying to say today can you tell i've had so much coffee i've had yeah whoo okay 
I am going to move campsites tomorrow because there's tons around here and they don't all smell like this. I'm also going to Glacier National Park soon. Excited for that. Never been there. Also, like the nearby areas because I don't ever park in a national park. There's only paid campsites and I just don't typically do that. But all of the free camping around Glacier is supposed to be much cooler and not this hot at all. And before anyone's concerned for the dogs... I'm on my fourth thing of iced coffee. That's why I'm sweating. And it is like kind of warm. But I think most people listening to the podcast know I love my dogs more than anyone else loves my dogs. So you don't need to be ever worried. Someone commented on my TikTok today and was like, I feel so sorry for your dogs, which is only the 10,000th time I've heard this. But it's just so funny to me. I mean, seriously, I have two of just the happiest freaking dogs. I'm sure everybody's dogs, you know, I'm sure you guys' dogs are happy too. But I look at my dogs every single day and I'm like, oh, it is my biggest, like, I don't want to use the word blessing. I mean, it is, but that's so cheesy. But like, it's the thing I love the most about being on the road is seeing how happy it makes my dogs. So it doesn't bother me at all when someone says that. It's laughable. I don't know why I'm going there, but I did. Again, coffee. So... I am going to need a good meditation and book session before I fall asleep because I'm wired right now. And this is me sober, guys. So if you haven't listened to an episode with wine involved, definitely go back to some of those. Well, I talk a lot slower, that's for sure. Okay, love you so much. I'm going to shut up. I hope that you guys have an awesome week. So yeah, let me know what you want to hear on the podcast sometime in the future. The next few will hopefully be interviews and conversations because it's just been me talking now for several weeks. But I always want to know what you guys want to hear, what you need to know. I love you very much and I'll talk to you next week. Oh, my book recommendation. Speaking of a book reading, I knew I was forgetting something. That's why I ended it so weird. You know what? I think... Actually, I know for a fact I have mentioned this book before, but I don't know if I gave you, like, if I liked it or not yet. I feel like I mentioned Untamed. If you are binge listening to episodes right now, by the way, so sorry. I probably sound like an idiot because I probably already have said this, but it's taken me longer to read Untamed than any book ever. It's a pretty easy read. It's actually a very easy read. But for some reason, I've just been reading so sporadically lately, and I'll like pick up a different book, and then I just get distracted with it. But this Untamed, it's sitting right in front of me. My microphone is on top of it. But it is so good. I'm over halfway done now. And whenever a book is as hyped up as Untamed has been, I'm very skeptical. And I also have a good friend who didn't really like this book very much. I love it. I think it's very inspiring. I think it's a great story. There's definitely some like revelation moments where I'm like, oh, that makes perfect sense. And I like that. I'm going to be honest, I'm not the most huge Glennon Doyle fan in the world, but this book is great. So um, it is definitely worth the hype in my opinion. Now I think we're done. I love you so much and I'll talk to you next week. Yeah.